2: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
1: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with
4: Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Buller. Ben, have you ever rented a car that you would call out of the ordinary?
0: Out of the ordinary is a phrase that goes both ways. Uh, I have been acquainted with some substandard rentals, but at this point, I have yet to rent a really amazing
4: car. So you've never gone there and said, you know, I'll take the uh, the 2013 Camaro convertible or anything like that. I want the. I don't want the RS. I want the SS version. I want. Uh, um, I want the the biggest SUV you've got. Anything like that. Nothing. I have yet to do that. Nothing really strange. Then it's it's more like I'll have the, whatever your midsize option is. Yeah. Okay. Got it. That's just kind of the the boat that I'm in as well. You know, a couple of minivans here or there, uh, some upgrades that happened just because they didn't have my car available. That nice. type of thing. And you know, most people, I think that's kind of the way the way it goes. But some people, when they go out of town they have to try something unique, something different, right? Something exotic. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, exotic... That's a term that I, I don't know. Some people think like exotic to them would be renting that Mustang or renting the Camaro or renting, uh, you know, a, a giant SUV or something like that, right? Something right. unusual, a sports car maybe of some kind. But other people take it to a, a greater extreme when they go out of town. Um, they really want to show off. They really want to, uh, make an impression when they arrive somewhere at their, at their hotel, at Ooh. their class reunion, wherever it happens. Sure. To be. The, the club, the, uh, yeah, exactly. The library and convention, who knows? Yeah, something, yeah, wherever it happens <laughs> yeah. to be that you're going. Uh, some people, it's, it's all about image, it's all about style, uh, and there's a lot of other reasons, I think, that people may want to rent an exotic car or something unusual. And, uh, we'll talk about those today, but I, I kind of came across this article, I stumbled across this article, um, in Popular Mechanics. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's a recent article, it's from September of this year. And it had some really surprising numbers to me. I just, I, I'm so far removed from the world of exotic car rentals that I had no idea what these things were costing people.
0: Yeah, that's something that startled me when you were kind enough to show this article to me. Uh, it's very strange when you think about the amount of money people spend per day just uh, just
4: to drive a car for one day, man. Yeah, and they have good reasons. Some people have good reasons. Some people don't necessarily have a great reason for it, but they just do it. Um, you know, it's 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 a matter of taste, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's a uh as As we have said so often on
0: our show, Scott, um, it gets to a point where you just have to say well it 's your money
4: yeah that 's true yeah it 's nothing and it 's nothing new really no. i mean uh, it 's been around for a long time i mean, if you go back to the 1980s I guess as far as the, as well as this article points out um, in 1988, it says you could rent a 1953 MGTD or you could rent, uh, you know, a Ferrari 328 or a 1959 Cadillac Eldorado. And these were from private renters in California that, right. you know, they had these kind of babied cars that have been around for a while. And, you know, they were fun for weekend rentals. And I know that in Michigan, you can sometimes rent, uh, classics for the Woodward Dream Cruise or something like that. You know, a lot of, a lot of little, um, I want to say cottage industries, I guess, pop up that people have these things and they say, well, I'll rent them to you for that specific weekend for x number dollars whether it's five hundred dollars six hundred dollars whatever it is a thousand dollars and uh it's just for that one weekend and then it kind of shuts down
0: yeah and the guy who uh one of the guys who runs a uh a company that we're going to talk about in a little while he started out the same way
4: yeah he rented uh he how did he start out he started out with his own private car right right uh he had a porsche 911 this is sam
0: Zaman, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'm mispronouncing that, Z-A-M-A-N. Uh, he started out, just as you were saying, Scott, uh cottage industry kind of thing. People loved his Porsche 911 so much that they would say, hey, let, I'm sure it started this way. I'm sure it started with like, let me drive it around the block, buddy. And then, hey, can I borrow your car? And then maybe it got to a point where he said, yes, you can,
4: but not for free. Yeah, I mean, you can you can fill it up with gas and bring it back, but uh, you know what? It's going to cost a little bit more. How about a hundred bucks too? Because I'm just out in my vehicle for the day and I have to do something, right? Mm-hmm. So he probably started that way or whatever it was, and then it slowly built up from there. He realized there was a market for it, and he's not the first guy to do this. I mean, this has been happening all over the place, you know, for a long time. Um, obviously, I mean, going back to the early '80s when they were renting uh, what we would call classic cars, even back then. Yeah. Um, so. You know this 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 whole idea, this idea that you can you can r- drive a car for a day, you can be a big shot for a day, um, that's nothing new. Absolutely not a new thing. It
0: is, however, a popular thing. And what what we should probably talk about right now, what's on all every listener's mind right now, is can I rent? uh you know Bugatti Veyron
4: or something in my town well i guess you'd have to do a, an extensive online search to find out if that's possible if you live in a big city there's a very good chance that you can rent something exotic something unique um in that city now places like LA or Miami Vegas of course, Atlanta here in Georgia, sure. um, Texas, you know, like Dallas, Houston area. Probably Those, New York. Yeah, probably New York, somewhere in, in downtown New York, I'm sure there's uh, – or near downtown. There's probably some uh, some exotic rentals around. Uh, but anywhere really – I mean, anywhere you can imagine that has a, a large city population, a, a large, um, I guess – Group of people that might be potential customers for something like this,
0: right? Like a a, a large uh, wealthy population. Yes, exactly. Is one so, way to say it.
4: Yeah, you you. I mean, even though there's lots of wealthy people out in rural areas, you're just not going to sure. find that much of a need for exotic car rentals out in, let's say, in the middle of nowhere in uh, in Kansas somewhere.
0: Yeah. Well, those Kansas billionaires probably already own the uh, cars they want
4: to own. Well, that's the thing. See, yeah. they probably do. And down in the city, you know, a lot of people don't even own a car to begin with. Right. So this may be the one shot at driving all year long and they're going to step into a Ferrari or something like that, mm-hmm. something crazy for that one day. You know, and
0: I can see situations where this would be a lot of fun. It would be I, again, we we said that people do this for a number of reasons. Uh, one of the most fun things that I can imagine is you go on vacation with your friends or something. Uh, that's That's something that could be a lot of fun to just take a you know, get the Kuntash and then just drive it around the city. Personally, although I can see it would be a lot of fun, I would not be comfortable driving it unless I owned it. I'm one of those guys who... Uh, doesn't play with anything. I can't afford to replace. Ah, that,
4: I'm the same exact way. I won't d- drive a friend's car. I, I I rarely drive a friend's car. I, I've, I'm really nervous about stuff like Scott, that. Scott, I don't even hold babies. <laughs> I, I try not to hold babies. That's uh, <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah. The um the, the thing is, I've got a, a list of pros and cons. I've also got some reasons why we, you know, somebody may want to rent an exotic car. We'll get a get to all that. Yeah. And uh, and we've got prices. I promise we're going to get the prices. Oh yeah, we'll talk some, turkey. Some of these will will just curl your toes. I mean they're they're big time money for these things for a day, a day rental. But let's talk about the cars maybe. Some of the cars are yeah. or an idea of what we're talking about because the the cars themselves are are really they're pretty amazing to list.
0: Oh yes, yeah. so uh Porsche 911 is one thing that we have mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um you can also uh depending on the company you go with because we will find there are multiple companies. You can get stuff like a Bentley
4: Continental GTC, yeah, or a Ferrari 458 Spider, or a Tesla Model S, which doesn't sound all that exotic, but it's a brand new car, and not a lot of people have access to them.
0: Yeah, that's true.
4: And then one of my favorites, a Rolls Royce Ghost. Oh, that's a cool one. Yeah, Fisker Karma. I guess there's you know the the big Audi, the uh, R8 V10, Mm -hmm. um, Lamborghini, of course, Mercedes. um, Really, just about anything. The Porsche 911 Turbo that you mentioned. I mean, these are cars that are you know well above you know six figures. Yeah. and most people aren't going to be able to put the kind of scratch together necessary to buy something like that on their own, nor would they want to really. And that's again, man, I keep getting into this, but this is going to be—it's going to be. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get into some of the pros and cons, and that's one of the cons. But yeah. um, I guess, man. I think, I think the, the biggest customers for these, I mean, as far as this article, and I, I've been trying to figure this out and look around and see who's really renting these things and, yeah. and see who, you know, the, the owners of these places have, you know, made comments to local newspapers and things like that. And I found clippings here and there online. And, uh, it seems that they're, they're going to European vacationers, which I don't understand exactly why European vacationers are a, a bigger target than anybody else really, but, mm-hmm. um, these are potential customers. Uh, Middle Eastern or Latin American businessmen like to rent these exotics. Uh, car nuts, of course, anybody who's really, really into cars. Yes. Um, I can totally understand that. People uh, with like a, a bucket list that go on vacation, you know, I want to do this once in my life and this is my chance. So I'm, I'm going to do it. Right.
0: Like I've always wanted to go to Caesar's Palace or something yeah. in a Lamborghini.
4: Exactly. Yeah. These vacationers that, you know, this is like their, their one-shot deal or, um, you know, maybe they received it as a gift from somebody. I could see it for prom. Yeah, I could too. That would be a, well, is that a good idea or not? Ben? That's a horrible idea. That's an 18 year old in an exotic no car. Way, yeah. Unless uh, it's a chauffeured situation. You know, someone's chauffeuring them in a Rolls Royce Silver Ghost. Yeah, like something like parents that. Ever. That would be pretty cool. Um, oh, you know what? Can I just, just a little yeah. sidebar? This yeah. is unintentional. What's up? My, uh, my neighbor just went to, um uh, homecoming. Her and they have you know she's that age in high okay. school yeah. younger but in high school and uh, I saw her dad's car parked outside and he's one of my favorite neighbors by the way. Uh-huh. Um, he has his uh, his dad's Model A that he's restored himself. What? And he brings it out for special occasions and I guess you know homecoming was a special occasion this year. So he sure. he brought it out. They took you know they, I saw them in the driveway. They're taking photos next to it. The couple all dressed up and everything. And the car looks beautiful by the way. The I car bet. is awesome. And the father then chauffeurs them to the dance and back home in that car, which I thought was really cool. You know, they go out to dinner and do their other stuff, but then they come back to the house, they got in the car, and he drives them to the dance, lets them out as, you know, chauffeur style in this in this Model A that was his father's car, and then brings them home in the same vehicle.
0: All right, two points, two points we do have to make with that sidebar. First, that is really cool, and I'd love to see photos of the car. Second, that's... uh that's happening around the age when kids don't want to be seen in public too often with their parents. Well, right? that's true, I
4: guess. But uh kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's, I it's a good it's, solution.
0: It's a clever, classy solution because he knows that they're not going to be out raising Cain. Ah,
4: see, that's what I think, too. I think that was a good move on dad's part, right? Yeah, that's a yeah. total dad move. <laughs> it really was. But,
0: um... But not everybody is lucky enough to be related to someone who has Model A.
4: No, no. I mean, there's also like, well, there's, okay, there's celebrities, there's CEOs, there's yeah. athletes. Athletes do this. They rent cars, which you wouldn't really think. you think they just buy a car with these multimillion-dollar contracts, well. but they're downsized to that, too. So, you know, these rental situations, I mean, it works for some people.
0: Yeah, it does work for some people, and especially, here's something I thought about. What if you are in sales and you have to make a good impression on a client? What if you're a lawyer and you have to make a good impression on a client? Um, Maybe going with a fancy car for one day is a good way to do it, uh, but I would warn anybody who practices that sort of tacit deception uh, eventually, They'll find out it's not your car.
4: It does catch up to you. Yeah. It really does. And that's, uh, and that goes for anybody that does it, you know, uh, going to class reunion, something like that. Right. right? Uh, it, the word catches up with you pretty quick.
0: But, uh, that's, you know, that's just a larger point maybe about, uh, our philosophy about transparency, right? I guess so. But, uh, with all of that being said, if I had the scratch, which is my new favorite word <laughs> for cash today. Sure. If I had the scratch or the cheese, the doubloons, I would, uh, definitely check out some of these cars. I would go for the Rolls Royce Phantom.
4: I think, uh, I think I would go a little more towards the exotic. If I was, uh, if I was renting something, I'd I'd probably bend towards a Ferrari, something like that. that I know that I can't afford maintenance on these things, so this is my only chance to really drive something like that
0: yeah that's true i mean no matter You're how
4: af- affordable some used ferrari becomes in the future <laughs> i know that i ha- I still have to kind of uh, hang onto my wallet and say no way uh because i know it's going to cost me 20 grand a year in whatever type of maintenance it's <laughs> some kind of crazy you know mechanical uh, maintenance that i I had no idea had to happen at that mm-hmm. point so you know I, it does happen things like that do happen so um we've got a couple of um, exotic car rental prices per day that I think uh, maybe we should share with with our listeners because uh, these are r- ridiculously some of these are ridiculously high. Um, and now I I know you got to kind of look at this with uh, you know with a, a I guess a different set of eyes and saying, well you know this is one day only. You're not really paying for the the, the overall price of the car. You're paying for the privilege of driving it. Right. You're not paying for the maintenance. You're not paying for the storage. You're not paying for any of that. You're just paying for the one day to drive it and then fill up the tank when you bring it back. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, and we have, a, we have a podcast about renting cars that people should also check out in, in addition to this. Yeah,
4: it's, and it's all about the excitement. It's about the thrill. Yeah. It's about doing something that you wouldn't normally do, right? I mean, it's not something that you're going to do weekly or monthly or whatever, but... Um, Okay, let's start out with something that is uh I guess it wouldn't really really be an exotic, but I just want to kind of set a baseline here, okay. Okay, Are we talking maybe Camaros or Mustangs? Yes, exactly. And uh they're relatively low in price, right? Yes, sir, eighty seven bucks a day. Now that's not exceedingly high. That's that's high compared to other rental cars. Yeah. Let's say you want to get a uh you know, a mid size sedan or you wanna get a compact car, you're gonna pay nineteen ninety nine a day or twenty nine ninety nine a day, something like that. Um, but this is stepping up quite a bit. I mean, that's, you know, two or three times the price of a typical rental car. If you just say, I want the, the smallest car you've got.
0: Right. And this also, uh, of course, this also doesn't count things that might be additional fees, such as excess miles over a certain
4: threshold. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all that stuff that, you know, we brought up in our, in our rental car podcast, but the base rate, I guess, is $87 a day. All right. So let's take a, a step up from that. Let's go to the Porsche Boxster. Oh, okay, um, yeah. and this one starts just a little bit higher, doesn't it, Ben?
0: Yeah, just a bit, Scott. It's four hundred and fifty dollars a day. Okay, so that's uh, and, <laughs> and these are
4: just one example. It's from again, this is from the article um, uh, from Popular Mechanics, and Ooh. these are the the uh, the examples that they gave. I don't know exactly specifically where if it was Gotham Runnels or where they went for these, but um, the Porsche Boxster at four hundred and fifty a day is that a bargain? I I don't know. I mean, it sure would be fun to drive one.
0: Yeah, that that price comes from a place called Lou Lulavie. Oh, okay. Uh, and the Camaro and Mustang quote is from Black and White Rentals.
4: Okay, so these are going to be from all different places, all yeah. over the place. So, anyways, four fifty a day for Porsche Boxster. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I would pay that or not to drive a Porsche Boxster. I might try to find a friend who has one and see if I could borrow it. Yeah,
0: honestly, I don't think I would. Yeah,
4: I don't know. I'm not. See, uh,
0: it, here's the thing. It feels like this is um, a whole nine yard situation. You, you can't go eight and a half yards if you're already going to spend the cheese to drive uh, an, an exotic car that you would not usually drive, then it's kind of half measure to uh, get a box. All right. I well,
4: I understand what you're saying, but wait until you hear some of the numbers that I'm going to bring up next. Because oh,
0: yeah. 450
4: sounds pretty darn reasonable compared to uh, the Bentley Continental GTC, which rents at just under $1,000 per weekday rental. And now that's weekday, right? I said weekday.
0: Oh yeah, uh, Scott. How and that's from Gotham
4: Dream Cars. Scott, how much would that cost me on a Saturday? <laughs> it more than doubles on the weekend. Yeah. It goes up. It goes up to twenty two fifty for a weekday rental. I'm sorry, a weekend rental. So one thousand dollar weekday rental, twenty two hundred and fifty dollars for a week a weekend rental. Um, Man, I just can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine wanting to make such an impression on somebody that I rent something for for uh $5,000 for a weekend. But it doesn't stop there. No. Cuz what
0: if what if that Continental's just not doing it? What yeah. if you feel like that's kind of, I don't know, a little bit
4: low rent? How about the uh Ferrari 458 Spider that we mentioned before? And that is even more than that. That is $2,800 per day. And those are American dollars, not Zimbabwe. Yeah, USD. That's, <laughs> uh, so for a 458 Spider, $2,800 per day. Now, is that worth it? Again, it's entirely up to you. I mean, everybody's going to have a different answer to that. Yes, no. There, if some people are going to be saying, of course that's worth it. Yeah. I mean, how, how could you not want to drive a Ferrari for, you know, I'll, I'll throw down three grand for that.
0: Right. And, uh, that's not even the top of the list. Before we get to the top of the list, though, I think,
3: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
4: get your podcast.
0: And with that, we are back to one of the uh, top here, rentals right yeah yeah
4: i'm gonna go i'm gonna get go one more before i get to the ultimate top okay but uh you can I maybe mean, you can maybe think ahead and decide what might be the ultimate rental car but um i'm gonna just to give you an idea one step below this is the lamborghini aventador which, yeah which is an
0: incredible car it's an amazing car i'm and, very uh, vulnerable to uh um the context of of things so the idea that we're already talking about uh how uh the Porsche Boxster is only four hundred and fifty a day. Yeah. To me, it seems like a bargain now, even though that is that that's also scandalous. If I am at a regular rental place, that's an
4: absolute bargain, Ben. When you when you know. think about renting this Lamborghini, because this this one is five thousand five hundred dollars per day. Now, I, I know it just raised your eyebrows at me because that's an extremely steep price, right?
0: Yeah, and that's not even counting uh one thing we should mention later, which is the security deposit. That you have to do. Oh,
4: definitely. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to the uh, security okay, okay. deposit. But bit. that wow, fifty five hundred dollars per day. Wow, you can't okay. even say it. You can't even say the words. <laughs> I am getting a little you're, choked you're, up. You're choked up on the words. Well, we'll wait till we get to number one. Are you ready for it? Yeah, lay it on me, All man. Right. Well, I think I think our listeners may already understand what this one is. And you want to guess the vehicle? Uh, yeah, I'll guess. Oh. I think I might know. Oh, what is it? Is it a Bugatti Veyron? It is a Bugatti Veyron. Oh man. I'm raising my arms in the studio like I won Jeopardy. Like he's the champion. The champion of, uh, of all things car stuff. Okay. So, <laughs> um, you've guessed right. It is the Bugatti Veyron. Now this example, you have to go to London to rent it. Okay. So you're in okay. London. All right. You, you've got a party to go to that night. You want to show up. You want to, you want to make an entrance, right? The
0: Corolla is not going to cut so it. So you've
4: got this Bugatti Veyron that you rented. Get this, Ben. $26,000 per day. 26000 26000
0: per day. I have, I have no response. I, I cannot imagine spending twenty six thousand dollars for a day on one car.
4: I wonder if you can get a weekly discount.
0: I don't know. You know, <laughs> like if somebody that's a good question. If somebody says, "Well, I am going to be in town for a month on business or whatever, and I just want to rent the Varon for a month." What's the best price? And you then can give say, me? "Well,
4: for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and that's a deep discount for a full month." Yeah, we'll let you have that car. Wow! What a deal. No, I mean, I'm making that number up. I don't know right. if they would do that or not. It might be a straight 26000 per day for 30 days, whatever that math work out, works out to be. Um, but $26,000 per day, I can't imagine ever wanting something so badly that I would spend $26,000 for one day of use and then have to turn it back over.
0: Oh, yeah, because it is renting. Yeah. I mean, the price does make sense because we know that, all of the maintenance points you've made about uh, sports cars or exotic cars are an order of magnitude more correct with the Bugatti. Correct. It's, uh, it, the maintenance on there alone, uh, probably is tremendously expensive to the rental company. Yeah.
4: The cost of ownership, I mean, beyond Beyond just the you know whatever it cost you initially and all the other stuff, I'm, I guess maybe the cost of ownership isn't the way to say that. The yearly maintenance, the upkeep, I yeah. guess, you know, that is where it gets you. It's the, the same thing. This reminds me of like owning a yacht or something like that. You know, <laughs> right. the, the cost of owning a yacht every year, the maintenance and the upkeep and all that stuff that goes into it. Um, you really have to really think: is it is it really worth it to own that thing? You know, is it really is it really worth all the headache and hassle? Yeah. But I, I also want to point something out. And a lot of people get kind of jealous when they hear numbers like this like somebody is somebody's is renting that bugatti Veyron for twenty six thousand a day and they're not even flinching right but, but the reason is is because they have so much money to begin with they make so much money that that you know whatever the the account that they're going to get is worth so much money that they, they don't mind spending that 26 grand um it's all proportional or maybe
0: know? they want to just drive it around for a day before they plunk down the million to buy it
4: that could be you know i and i thought about that too I, I'll, that's a pro and con thing okay. that i've got but but you know i I understand what you're saying. I, it's all proportional. You know, it's like, you know, they won't even feel that $26,000 missing from their account when they do say, you know, sure, just charge that or whatever. You sure. Know, I'll write you a check because I have more than that in my checking account. That's, uh, that's what they do. Um, you can't really be upset about something like that. But, you know, and, and, you know, when we go back to the, some of the lower level cars, I guess, and, and I hate to call them lower level cars, yeah. but like the Porsche, the Bentley, the Ferrari, the Lamborghini, um, you can expect to have to put down a, a pretty big security deposit on these things.
0: Right, that's a good point. Uh, for for instance, uh, looking at just the Rolls Royce Phantom from Gotham Dream, uh, that's a security deposit of five thousand dollars, no matter what.
4: Yeah, so you have to have that much free on a credit card or something like that, you know, just to be able to. Or I mean, I guess you could give them cash.
0: What I like to do is bring two suitcases. That way, uh, they don't know which one is the security deposit cash and which one's the cash for the car that I'd like to buy. That's an
4: excellent plan, Ben. Yeah, excellent I call plan. it uh, Ben's two-suitcase strategy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you don't look like much of a, a target on the street carrying two suitcases that are, what, are they handcuffed to your arms? They're both handcuffed of course. To my they arms. Are. Of course they are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know people just cut your hands off. Okay, so... All right. So um, the security deposit you can expect. I mean, I think that's not out of line for the other vehicles as well. Let's say you're going to rent a, you know, the, yeah, you're going to rent the Bentley for twenty two fifty a day. You also, in addition to that, have to have the $5,000 open on a credit card that you give them, you know, the impression of. And, and. That's something I want to talk about too, and I think that's a, that's a big deal. That's just for small damage. Right. That's if, uh, you know, you, you park in a parking lot and someone opens the door into the, the fender. Um, or if you scuff a wheel when you're parking it. Yeah, that's dings and scuffs. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you scuff a wheel on these things, you gotta remember that, uh, you know, a wheel, May cost you twenty two fifty as well. It, they're very very expensive or more. You know, they could be uh, you know in three thousand dollar range for something like that to be repaired. Yeah. Um, so you got to be extremely extremely careful. So you know you don't think of the cost of each individual component when you're picking something like that up or you're driving off the lot. You're thinking you know this is going to be a fun day. I'm going to have you know exciting time in this right. car. Or whatever I'm going to do, but. Um, you don't think that, you know, what if I what if I bump the wheel against the curb when I'm leaving this place or when I come back, you know, what if I drive over one of those severe tire damage spikes yeah. on the way back in? You know, something like that could happen. Hopefully it won't. Someone rear-ends you in traffic. You have no control over that. Yeah, exactly. No control over stuff like that. So there is one other advantage we should mention. What's that? I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh,
0: one thing that folds in with the price is that a lot of these companies factor in teaching you how to operate the car. So that's part of the cost. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, for people who aren't familiar, like, uh, let's say Joe Smith in Toronto is flying to Los Angeles, right? Mm -hmm. For the first time. And he always wanted to drive a Ferrari down Hollywood Boulevard or something. Uh, then part of the price in of that rental would involve them teaching him how to use, for instance, the electronic shifter in the Ferrari.
4: Okay, understood. So he can shift it properly and be able to use that and operate it in the right way.
2: Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. My I didn't sister. know we were going to go there on I'm there. There. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever.
3: And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Yeah, and that's not like racetrack training. You know, Uh, it's not at that level of sophistication. It's just... How
4: not to break the toy. I think I do want to, I want to mention that also my pros and cons. Man, there's a lot that's going to be coming up in my pros cons section here. All right, All right, so you know what? Before we go on, and I've got just one more little side note thing that I want to mention quickly, okay? Yes. Um, I was looking up. Uh, Bugatti Veyron information, cause I, I'm just fascinated by the car. I think it's, it's an
0: amazing machine.
4: I was watching that top speed run that the, uh, the Top Gear guy did in, yeah. in the, uh, thing at the, on the German track. And, you know, it just kind of went from there, you know, down the rabbit hole into different articles and, and interesting things about the Veyron. And I came across this thing that's, uh, the 10 most expensive vehicles to operate. And, okay. um, coming in at number 10 is the Bugatti Veyron. What? Number ten, yeah. I mean but but it doesn't include this isn't
0: just cars. Right. So one would be like an excavation truck uh, or something.
4: Bigger than that, but I'll tell you in a s I I'll I'll tell you what number one is if you like. But um number ten is a Bugatti Veyron. The cost per mile to drive a Bugatti Veyron is about eighteen dollars per mile. That's what you pay in order to drive it. this is if you own one, okay? Yeah. And um I just so I had kind of a baseline to look this up against. Um the uh I guess the, the driving costs study that I looked up through AAA, uh, based on driving about 15,000 miles annually, and that doesn't match up with the Bugatti Veyron, by the way. That's far, you drive far less miles than the Veyron. Uh, the cost per mile to drive like a small sedan is about 46 cents per mile. Wow. That's the average. Wow. That's um, so quickly. Yeah, exactly. Medium sized sedan is 61 cents, large 75. Um, average is about, average is about 60 cents. So imagine parent paying, you know, $0.60 cents to operate your car now, whatever it is, because that's just kind of a baseline average that AAA has put together. Yeah. Um, all vehicles, that's that's cars, SUVs, minivans, everything put together, about $0.60. Cents. The cost to drive a Veyron around town all year long is about $18 per mile if you own the car. And then to own one, you have to have uh, at least $350,000 for your down payment. Um, just if you're leasing one, not owning one, which it'll cost you about twenty four thousand dollars for a month, which is not bad, I guess, when you consider that they're running it for twenty six thousand for a day at yeah, this London place. Yeah. But that's only that, that lease is twenty five hundred miles per year. So you know, on a typical lease, you get on a on a bad one, I guess, you would get ten thousand. Right. On a least. good one, you would get fourteen thousand or fifteen thousand, something like that, which is yeah. more real world. You know, people are going to be driving that twenty five hundred miles for that twenty four thousand dollars a month. Um, uh, I think it's, uh, oh, cost you $40,000 in delivery fees just to have it shipped to wherever you are because there's certain things that they have to do like, uh, like maintenance and, um, you know, not maintenance, I'm sorry, but, um, there's a detail, um, set of rules that, that come with this thing. And, um, what I was going to say is part of that is detailing the car when it arrives on the shore. Right. Yeah. Before delivery and all that stuff. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of pre-delivery type stuff that goes along with it. And then just quickly, and I'll be done with this list, but, so that was number 10. Yeah. right $18 a mile just to give you an idea of what kind of list this car yes. falls onto the queen mary 2 is number 9 at $245 per mile um air force 1 is about $306 per mile the space shuttle is at $390 per mile oh man okay uh, international space station nasa crawler saturn 5 rocket uh the nimitz aircraft carrier yeah. That's about $2,600 per mile. Wow. Uh, top fuel dragsters come in at number two. Believe it or not, a top fuel dragster costs more to run than the Nimitz uh, aircraft carrier per mile. More to run than the space station? Get this, Ben. Okay. A top fuel dragster, the cost per mile is about $21,000 $21, per mile. Oh, man. Because it's gauged in quarter-mile runs. Yeah. And the teardowns and the equipment that they use and the fuel that they use and all that stuff, it just adds up. The only thing that's more expensive than that is the Apollo lunar roving vehicle. (laughs) The the lunar roving vehicle, which, of course, you know, didn't travel very far, $5.9 billion per mile. What? $5.9 billion per mile. We should start a business renting lunar rovers. That would be the business to be in, but, uh, man... Per mile, we'd have to do it per mile on that per day. Yeah, we charge per mile. Exactly. Just a couple so. billion. Yeah. Sorry, I went off on that. No, tangent, no, but... that's
0: a good tangent. And I'm glad that you mentioned it because uh, one thing that we have to establish is that this is sort of a rarefied market. You know, definitely. Uh, this is not an everyman market, and there's a great question in the article on po- in Popular Mechanics uh, where they ask, "Can anyone do this?" And the requirements are surprisingly simple. Just don't have bad stuff on your record, have a valid driver's license, and have the cash. Seems easy enough, right? Have your. Own, you also have to have your own insurance policy.
4: Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know, I guess you'd want to look into make sure that you've got rental car insurance on that policy, etc. You know, and I think that they probably do that for you because you know, at these higher end places, and they're gonna they're gonna give you something that's in again, in way above six figures, for the day. Uh, they don't know who you are really. And you could be showing up with bogus documents. They're going to, they're going to check and double check and maybe even triple check your, your paperwork and everything to make sure it's all in order that the money truly is available. Um, they're not going to lose their shirt on one rental. That's for sure.
0: And, uh, let's also talk a little bit about the, before we get to the pros and cons, Mm -hmm. which I know I keep putting off, let's talk about the difference between some of the car rental companies. So I went on Yelp and, uh, for anybody who is not familiar with Yelp, Yelp.com is a review site, essentially. So they review businesses in th- throughout the United States and other countries, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where you go to say, Oh, I really like this McDonald's, but, oh, I hate this, I don't know, hardware store or something. And uh, they have reviews for some of these companies as well. I checked out Black & White, which gets pretty good reviews. Uh, I checked out Gotham, which doesn't get as great reviews as black and white. Um, I'm just checking those because they were both brought up in popular mechanics. Uh, this is a good way where you can read about people's experiences driving. I'm just going to, uh, point out one thing here. Um, I want to read some lines from one of these reviews for Gotham dream. Okay. Uh, this guy says, I did the sprint in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, over the weekend and wanted to write a review of my experience because it was different from re- what I read on Yelp prior to going. Um, now, take a note here. Uh, they have they have what they call a tour package you could buy, or they have what they call a sprint package you could buy. And the sprint package is kind of like where you're just buying racetrack time.
4: Oh, okay. Got so it. So you're,
0: you're buying drive time. Yeah, sure.
4: Like a track day
0: event. Exactly. So, uh, so this guy says he got this from, um, Groupon, right? That's how he got, got to it. He said, no, it's not a racetrack. I didn't expect a racetrack because I read the fine print. Yes, you have to pay sales tax just like you pay sales tax using your Groupon at a restaurant or a spa. It was a short drive. I had, uh, the wait was about an hour. It was in the parking lot of a casino. One of my friends asked why the wait was so long. They explained the casino didn't clear the parking lot like they were supposed to. So they got started late. Uh, he said it wasn't that bad. He got in a Lamborghini. Um, The instructor was straightforward, explained stuff, and so he took this course. But um, the thing is that uh, some people have complained. They're like, oh, I'm not able to get the full performance out of it. They won't let me go fast enough. Um, And also I think people would be a little surprised because if you're paying this much money – Need to make sure that you're getting exactly what you
4: want. Well, you know, like you said, that guy read the fine print, and he knew it wasn't a race course. He knew he wasn't taking it out on city streets. Uh, the, I guess the downside was that you know things weren't set up exactly the way that they they said they would be. But you know, he probably didn't pay fifty five hundred dollars also to drive that Lamborghini for the day. He probably drew, you know paid maybe a couple hundred dollars in order to take it around what amounts to probably like an autocross course with cones right. and things yeah. like that, right? Because yeah. they don't want you just driving anywhere in the parking lot doing whatever because who knows what somebody's going to do? I mean, they may launch off and just do a bunch of a uh, bunch of donuts and burnouts. And then, you know, that's it for the rest of the day. The car's shot, you know, the yeah. um, you know, the, the tires are shot or whatever. So, um, man, I guess I guess the the devil's in the details, I guess, Ben, you know, if you don't if you don't. Pay attention to, you know, exactly what that ad says because they're going to tell you. And I guess maybe you have to do a little bit more digging, I suppose, uh, yeah. just to find out, like, okay, you say it's a track day event. Is it – what What track am I going to? And they'll say, well, it's not really a track. It's a track we set up at X Casino. So uh-huh. there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so I just – I wanted to put that across to establish that a lot of the burden of – I guess the burden of research should be on you as the customer. Um, As it goes with any other kind of rental establishment, Mm -hmm. which I think segues naturally if you're ready. Pros and cons. Oh,
4: why not? We've uh, we've already touched on a lot of these, and I, I think you know I don't want to get too preachy about any of this stuff or anything <laughs> because you know if you want to do this, do it. We're not by any means discouraging anybody. I think it's a fantastic thing to do. I mean, it, it would be a lot of fun, and in fact, that's my number one pro is that it would be extremely fun to do something like this. I mean, just uh, if you had the money laying around, if you had the green, you said you wanted to go and and do it put down your five grand or whatever and have your five grand on hold and on a credit card and just go out and have a blast somewhere, you know, go out in the mountains and drive or, or drive through the city and just show off or whatever you're going to do.
0: Yeah. Or if it's a, um, you know, if it's a big dream of yours, then you, you absolutely should, because let's face it, the, the hard truth of the matter is that the vast majority of the world we'll never be able to afford to buy some of these cars.
4: No, no, exactly. I but mean,
0: maybe you could save
4: up and drive one for a while. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, like they said, you know, be a big shot for one day is what the article said, I think. Yeah, right? so and it is fun. Understood. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's an adrenaline rush. That's another pro, I think. Um, we mentioned so many times that it could be just a once-in-a-lifetime experience for some people, although it could be addictive, and that could be trouble, right?
0: Oh, yeah, the thing that's coming up next, hopefully, well, in I- the September article was uh, frequent rider
4: clubs. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's something. there's something about that too. So, but I mean, it could be addictive and be, before you know it, you know, you're all strung out, your friends don't even recognize you anymore. <laughs> you got a you got a $2000 a day habit. You know, people don't recognize you because you're dressing all fancy and your jack-thread stuff. Right, you know? right. So, you know, it could be a big problem. For you're you, always right? in a Lamborghini. Exactly. The family that's, has to intervene. That's right. They don't even know who you are anymore, right? Yeah. So. When's the last time you washed your Datsun? <laughs> yeah, my, my habit's up to three grand a day now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> all right. So also, you know, this is, I guess a pro would be if you like this kind of thing, you can get a lot of attention in a car like this. You know, Absolutely. You could, you could uh, I mean, make a grand appearance somewhere if you wanted to, like at that class reunion that we mentioned. Or, you know, if you want a jackpot in Vegas and you want to show up to the casino, you know, in that car, have them valet park it. You could meet your future ex-wife. That's (laughs) (laughs) very clever, Ben. Yes, you could. Yeah. So also, um, you know, another pro is that you could drive with no, uh, you know, related costs, I guess, no maintenance costs. That's a huge Um, one. You know, I mentioned the, uh, the super high, uh, um, maintenance on some of these exotic cars, and if you ever looked into, just kind of do an online search about what it costs to, let's say, uh, replace a timing belt on a Ferrari. Something mm. like that. Find out exactly how much that is. Is there an exhaust system or, you know, all new, you know, four new tires on something like that?
0: Or if you haven't heard it yet, check out our podcast on the world's most expensive
4: oil change. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's, uh, there's even more extreme examples, right? So yeah, I mean, yes, I understand it's expensive, but it's also much cheaper. And this is a pro in my, my, yes. it's much cheaper to rent one for a day or a couple days or a week or whatever than it is to outright buy one of these cars.
0: Absolutely. Alright. So. Time that's, for the cons. <laughs> that's it. That's it.
4: Time for the cons. And a lot of these have a lot to do with the pros. I mean, they're kind of the, the, um, antithesis of that. Yeah, I mean, the other side of the coin. Exactly. Yeah. So there's liability that you have to be concerned about, of course. Oh, Huge.
0: Um, huge. Don't drive it if you can't break it.
4: Well, the thing is, Ben, a lot of these cars are literally worth more than the house that the people are renting them from own. You yeah. Know, like, let's say, let's say that, you know, you go to rent a Ferrari 458 and that costs more than your house. What's going to happen when, you know, you, you bend that thing around a tree?
0: Right. And, uh, people have been in accidents before riding these, uh, uh, riding these cars. Another thing that I would point out as a con is that you can't expect to hop into a top of the line beast of a car and have it drive the same way. Mm-hmm. So there could be a little bit of danger just in the lack of familiarity.
4: Ben, you are, you're almost like you're reading my mind. That's my biggest con. Oh, but, uh, but, No, no, that's good. I mean, All it's good that you're bringing that up. But let me mention one quick thing and the other, and then we'll, we'll go on to that, because yeah, yeah. that's an important point. Um, rental locations are in crowded cities. That was my my only other con, really, is that, you're gonna, you're gonna rent these things, you're gonna be in congested areas typically. You yeah. can escape, you can escape to the mountains, you can escape to the desert or wherever if you're in Vegas, uh, you can get out there, but it's gonna take you half the day to get there and half yeah. the day to get back. So yeah. you gotta think about that. Now Ben, I'm glad, I'm so glad that you said that, you know, I was already kinda of smiling when you said it, but you, you've really gotta be ready when you step into that car to be able to drive it. And that's something that these rental places won't do for you. They can't give you the, you know, one to three day driving courses that the manufacturers offer when you buy that as a new car. That's a great point. Um, Because they, they do want you to be ready for it when you own it. They want you to, you know, understand that car. They want you to feel okay in that car. They want you to realize what you have underneath you you know yeah, they don't uh,
0: want you to die driving from the purchase point no
4: no exactly i mean you you shouldn't like you said i mean you shouldn't be able to you know expect to jump from your nissan Sentra. and i'm not picking on nissan i'm saying right. jumping from a, a typical sedan into uh you know ferrari and expect to drive like michael schumacher which i think a lot of people have a vision in their head it's going to be like that i'm going to slide this thing around every turn it's going to be so great it's going to
0: drift everywhere exactly
4: and you're going to you're going to be perfect at it right well the reality is you probably are going to slide out and spin around you know into a 180 and then someone's going to hit you or you're going to just look like a jerk or a fool you know so You gotta be careful, you gotta kinda know what you're doing, and maybe the second or third time you run it, you're better at it. You know, that type of thing. So, and I I don't want to discourage people, but these cons, I mean, I think it's something you gotta think about, that, you know, a lot of people really, And I know that in your head you're thinking you're ready for it, but when you get into the, you know, the seat of a car that has 800 horsepower or something like that, you know, you've, you've got to know what you're doing. It's not something that is intuitive to you. It's completely different.
0: Now also we have to, we have to acknowledge that a lot of the people renting these cars may already be familiar. Ah, yes. To some degree. Uh, so one of the things mentioned in the article would be people who own exotic cars uh, but they're traveling for business and they want to keep with the car that they are familiar with.
4: How nice, right? I mean, if you if you own a Ferrari four fifty eight Spider and you go to a new town yeah. and you, you're not really comfortable driving in that minivan, I'm accustomed to a certain quality automotive. Right. That, that's probably exactly the way they would sound, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? So, wow. Yeah, exactly like that. So, <laughs> so you know, they say, well, like I, I would like to drive the same car, drive it home, maybe a different color, that's fine, but uh, the same vehicle or something comparable.
0: Something tells me that's a minority of their business, though. I would think so, okay. definitely.
4: So, you know, and. You know, we mentioned bucket list people. We mentioned people like going to show up to class reunions or yeah. or um, vacation cars. You know, both of those are kind of to show off, I guess. Uh, Vegas Jackpot, I think, is another one. We see a lot of people in Vegas driving in um, exotic rental cars.
0: You know, Absolutely. Clearly,
4: they've got them there for the day, but, you know, whatever. It's still fun, right? Yeah, if
0: I was in a foreign country, I think that would be a lot of fun. And so I can see the European vacationer thing.
4: I guess so. Yeah, I understand. And I also kind of understand, like you know, if, if somebody wants to drive one to kind of see how it feels. Now, this is maybe the last thing that I have on this topic. So, okay. um, if you got anything else, Ben, bring it up now because I've got just.
0: Is this uh, is this the thing that you and Christian from Stuff of Genius talked about? It is, is yeah. Okay.
4: And and I thought I thought this was really interesting, and and I hadn't really thought about doing this, or maybe just in a different way, I guess. Um, we had this kind of email back and forth about something he was working on like an like a show about oil or something like that, right? Yeah. And uh in the, at the end of that conversation back and forth, he mentioned that um he was thinking about renting um a pony car. Just yeah. just locally. He's got some kind of fascination with pony cars and mm-hmm. and I fully understand that. I get it. So he's got this fascination with them and he said I was just thinking about locally one day, maybe or during a weekend, right here in town, not traveling anywhere, but you know, here at my house. I was thinking about renting a pony car for the weekend and just trying it out, just seeing if I really like it, maybe kind of getting it out of my system. You know, yeah, the, the, absolutely. That you see what it feels like because I'm kind of tired of my my car. It's not that it's bad. I just want to see what it's like. And I I replied with, I think it's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. You know, because why not? I mean, for eighty bucks a day or whatever, and you don't have all the pressures of being in a new city where you don't know where you're going. You know all the roads. You know where you want to go in it. Um, you can take it home and really kind of give the thing a once over. What you like, what you don't like. Yeah. Um, you're not under that kind of I, I don't know vacation pressure. I guess maybe. Right. Yeah. The weird pressure to have fun. Yeah, I guess so. And I was thinking more like, you know, you're, you're gonna be out driving it in places you're not familiar with and not really able to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah,
0: you'll be on a schedule with like uh, a vacation yeah, schedule. Yeah, and you could,
4: you could directly compare your car to that car then and how it feels on certain roads. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's just a, it's a really fantastic way to do it. I was thinking what a good idea that Christian had. And I said, you know what, if you, if you really wanted to go into this, you could rent one of each of the kind of pony cars that are available now. You could rent a Mustang, you could rent a Challenger, you could rent a Camaro. And see which one you like best. And then if you were trying to buy one, that's an easy way for you to do all that. You know, simple. And, you know, it's not just a, a one-hour test drive or, you know, even a 15-minute test drive. Right. This is a full day or maybe even a full weekend of driving.
0: And you can look under the hood. You can get under the car and check out um, check out what kind of maintenance you would be looking at if you bought one. I think that's a fantastic uh, point, Scott. That's a... That's a really good way to comparison shop.
4: Well, I thought it was a great idea, and he brought it up, and I thought it was just something that I definitely wanted to include here. I mean, it, it really is. There's a lot of benefits to it, I mean, that we mentioned, but um, you don't have to just rent cars on vacation or when you go out of town. Yeah. You could, you could also rent a car just to kind of try it out, I suppose.
0: Yeah, you could rent a car to come visit us in the office and then let us drive it around the block.
4: <laughs> uh, but I still wouldn't. too much liability for me i would i you would you wouldn't at least ride shotgun uh not in somebody else's rental car no
0: (laughs) all right well that plan didn't work so we're going to go back to the drawing board uh but this shows it up for us today ladies and gentlemen that is the art of renting an exotic sports car uh have you done this if so let us know what you think if not uh, write in and tell us which car you would rent.
4: Yeah, you know what? I, I just want to one more time say it before we completely wrap up. Yeah, I'm not discouraging anybody from doing <laughs> it. I think it's a great idea. So, so you know, have at it. Tell us those stories. Let's let's hear what you've done.
0: Yes, uh, you can write to uh, Scott Scratch Benjamin and uh, Ben Cheddar Bolin. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter where we are CarStuffHSW. You should check out our brand new website CarStuffShow.com, and you can. Send us an email directly. Our address is carstuff at
2: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com.